co-created Pokemon Go. But I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. Man, you let politics ruin, or rather control your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person, straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 119. I am joined once again by the one, the only, Joseph. Wild West Kemp Style. And I'm your other host, David. Sexual Tyrannosaurus. And <laughs> this is the show where every week we remind you politics ruins everything. Uh, I also found out, Joseph, that we are, uh, I, w- I was trying to figure out a way to do this as a joke, and I-, I need to see if I can make it work for our intro at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I was listening to No Agenda, and as you might be aware, because I'm sure you've seen the video um, of the individual who worked at Starbucks that was upset that they had to work a um, yes an eight-hour shift. Eight-hour shift. Uh, Adam on their poor little feetsies. Yeah, Adam looked up what neurodivergent means, uh, and like a lot of terms within some communities, it has a a lot of things that are underneath it. And I believe that both you and I fall under the category of neurodivergent. Really? Yes. So you, because of your car accidents uh, and your oh. your your bad memory. Are neurodivergent and I have ADHD at least that's what I was told as a child which also makes me neurodivergent so we could start saying that we're the number one neurodivergent podcast on the internet <laughs> it's true that's not it's not because my memory isn't the only thing I have you know the other uh condition I have the um, sweaty palms no uh, <laughs> uh that has to the reason why I have my short-term memory loss right, but yeah right. we could say we're the number one divergent the neurodivergent, uh, neurodivergent I, uh podcast on I think and youtube channel on the internet i want to get us like a banner or something that says that and just like see if we piss anybody off i think it would be pretty funny i mean i qualify for it i have uh i'll tell you off air but because you just don't you're remember good, when i good. tell you you'll be like oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's trying but to from those car accidents yeah Joseph is the number one neurodivergent host of the Underground Podcast. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right. Man. Well, does that mean we can uh, claim some sort of a special privilege privilege on YouTube? I don't know. It would be really funny to see how far we could take it. Just email YouTube and be like, "Hey, we are neurodivergent, and you're you're not giving us the." Uh, access to things that we need to deal with this. Uh, can you please make sure that our videos are actually getting seen more often? Yes. <laughs> or or yeah, like, right. I wonder if they're, cause they, we have, they have this uh, survey that you have to put out about audience. And I, I did it forever ago. Right. Um, and I wonder if I changed it and added that in there, if we could, um, if it would like change like our some of our audience like it would push it to different people you know yeah. they're like oh wow 
So I guess so. You know what? I won't worry about because Adam's up front with it. I guess for me, the reason why I don't want to be up front about it is for a, a lot of different reasons. I've been. I used to be. David could attest to this. I used to be really open just about everything, and then probably yeah. the last ten years of my life, but especially the last five years, I've got. I've tried. I've gotten more private about things to where I don't. I hardly post on Facebook at all. Um, but anything really on social media, uh, personal related, but I have focal, uh, onset awareness seizures. So I have partial epilepsy and that is to where I can be conversing right now, but I'll have seizures. Uh, so I don't lose any type of, uh, motor function or anything like that. I don't daze off or anything, but that's what they are. So have partial oh. epilepsy. So yeah, we could so you, actually. You told me that for some reason I thought that was also because of the car accidents. It is. That's what I got oh. from, was from the car accidents. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I in was just wrapping week. that. I was wrapping that all up in in a, a little box. What's and up, there's Zach? Symptoms I get like, yeah. What's up, Zach's? Like headaches and you know I get migraines and just you know deja vu is the main thing that I get. Like last week I. Um, I had a really bad episode of deja vu to where it seemed like, so usually when I have deja vu, deja vu it's like, Oh, this is the second time I'm reliving it. So, I, but I mentally tell myself that's not true. Right. Yeah. But this time it was like the third or fourth time of me reliving something it felt like. And so I was like, this is just really strange now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having to tell myself it's not true. It's not true. But all right, Joseph, well, why don't you go ahead and give everyone the quick and dirty rundown of the value for value system and we'll get into the show. Yeah. So you, if you actually care, care about, um, neurodivergent people, uh, and those with epilepsy, uh, you can donate <laughs> unless you don't care. I mean, if you don't care, then you don't have to donate, but just know when you don't donate that that means that you don't care specifically. <laughs> Joseph becomes slightly more neurodivergent. <laughs> With every dollar, get... <laughs> you can help a neurodivergent person. <laughs> anyway, so our value for value system is a listener-based support model where you determine the value that you think our content is worth. If you feel you're getting value from our content, please consider becoming a supporter by donating your time, talent, and treasure. Time meaning any effort you put into improving or developing our content or sharing it. Talent, meaning any skills you possess that you want to contribute to help us develop our platform. Treasure, meaning your money. You can donate to us via PayPal, monetarily speaking, via PayPal or Bitcoin, as well as, I mean, we're working on some other payment processors as well. Just kind of expand that. But you can also email us if you want to send us any type of, oh, check or, or cash. And I guess we'll set up a P.O. box if we ever one day get something that's worth that much someone's gonna, um, yeah, someone's gonna have to email us about that but yeah yeah it had to be something <laughs> worth it for us to set up a p.o box um but if you donate via paypal be sure to include a note so that we can read it on the live stream and always remember a few things first off that your donations keep our content advertisement free that is our goal with our value for value system is that you get to, to tell us what Okay, sorry, my dog just threw up over here to my right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Um, one day he'll get through this in an actual minute, one day. Yes, I will, in an actual minute. But 
our, your donations keep our content advertisement free, and all donors of less than $100 will automatically become producers of the corresponding episode. And donors of $100 or and above will automatically become associate executive producers of the corresponding episode. Donors of $200 and above will receive the executive producer credit for that episode and all credits. You can put on your resume, and we will vouch for their genuine credits because producers are generally responsible for the financial aspect of a project. So be sure to include a note. Be sure to download our podcast, share our YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble content, share our podcast by word of mouth on social media. You can go to our direct.me link to find our PayPal link, our Bitcoin wallet, all of our social media. And we appreciate the engagement from all of you. All right. Well, uh, Keep it going. I'm just gonna look at this. Oh, you're good. He's gotta go clean up some, some, some dog puke. It's fine. So that's what happens when you do this live. It's like if yeah. we did if we did normal recordings, I would just stop the recording and then edit everything together. But with this, yeah. it's it just you get you get what you get. Yeah. Um, so I'll I be wanted, right back. I wanted to just do a, a quick rundown. This is gonna be totally spoiler free um, of uh, my time spent with. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, which just came out today, the day that we're recording this. So I streamed for about five and a half hours earlier, uh, and then after the show, I'm probably going to stream again. <laughs> uh, and it's the probably this will be the most that I've streamed in an entire day. It's this is a this is a long day for for all of this stuff, uh, but I'm really enjoying it. And I uh, I just wanted to, I mean, man, it's only been five hours, so actually recommending this game would be really hard right now um the opening 45 minutes in an hour is great uh we've talked on the show in regards to different uh different content about what makes for good spectacle and one of the things that ragnarok does really well is the spectacle at least so far uh because it's not just about it looking good it makes sense for the story. It goes along with the characters, uh, and it also works really well because you get uh, a sense of some of the, at least to this point, some of the villains in the game. Uh, you understand how like strong they are, what Kratos and uh, Atreus are dealing with, and it's uh, it's cool, man. Um, combat's still good. Everything feels really snappy and. Um, they do a really good job of adding to the uh, characterization of different people. Um, there's a whole side quest that I've already done that deals with uh, a, a Mimir, which is the uh, the severed head, uh, who basically, you know, he comes along with you. He hangs on. He's basically tied to Kratos. And there's this whole uh, side quest that's basically some backstory about... Uh, something that he did in his past, which I, of course, I'm not going to spoil anything here. Um, and it's, uh, it's, spoil it's, it's spoil no, your. no, 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 no. People have to, this is, this is something that, this is a game that if you're into, or if you really liked 2018, you have to play this one. Mm. Um, it, it does so much. And again, talking about like spectacle, even some of the stuff that goes along with as far as I've gotten in um, the content with Mimir, there's some really cool stuff that just kind of happens, and the game occasionally just makes you go like, whoa. Yeah, I was watching you earlier, and it was it looked really good. 
Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm really happy with it so far. Uh, it's I've been told uh, that it's roughly somewhere between like 45 to 60 hours, depending on how much you do. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna take up quite a bit of time, take a little while to actually get finished. Uh, but yeah, so far really happy with it. Uh, the story's going along really well. It really hits a couple emotional buttons early on. Um, and I'll have to kind of think about it a little bit more because in the moment, you know, it was one of those things where you're like, Oh, what is this, this moist stuff coming out of my eyes? It's like, I don't, you know, I don't think David doesn't cry. Yeah. I don't think a game's ever gotten me that emotionally invested before. Oh man. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting. Oops. That's how I felt with, uh, (laughs) started playing (laughs) Disperu. Whoops. That's how I felt with all quiet on the Western front. And there was a couple of moments that got me. So, yeah. Um, Oh, some of the stuff that's really cool that, that, that were improvements is the, you know, you have finishers, it was something that was oh, uh, in the nice. first game and the new ones are really good they're dependent upon the weapon that you're using and they're a lot more brutal than the first game uh i mean you're like cutting people's heads off he's like stabbing Ooh. stabbing people and like just uh, going crazy with uh uh with that kind of stuff and uh it's, with the brutality with the finishers yeah the yeah yeah um and i you know, still not. I'm trying to stay as spoiler free as possible, but there's definitely some uh, interesting things that are done uh, with characters that you meet and may or may not fight. Um, mm. And uh, what they're doing with the story and comparing Kratos to other characters, and you're kind of seeing where he is now versus where he was. Um, and even some of the stuff that I like, I, I was, I was peeking in on Mauler's stream because he, mm-hmm. was, he was playing uh, after I got off and uh, there were there's a couple moments where I was curious how he was going to react to certain things that happen because um, there's uh, with that man that first hour of the game just it goes and it really doesn't stop uh, and it, it so much so much is happening and so I uh, yeah I mean if, if it's a really fun game yeah if you're into the series if you're uh, into if you've got a, a PS5, really. Um, first thing is you should probably play 2018 if you haven't. It won't take you that long to beat, especially if you don't care about doing the side content. Uh, and then pick this up because I think uh, it's probably worth it. Now, <laughs> my opinion could probably change by the time uh, it's all said and done. You know, if it just yeah. if it goes some sort of terrible direction or they pull like an episode nine of House of the Dragon, and it's like, oh y'all, what what were you thinking? Um, but it's, uh, it's, I I was saying this when I was playing it earlier. Uh, one of the things that is really cool about it is it actually feels like it was written by adults, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Uh, so you're, it's not like you raise the power. Yeah. Or any of the other stuff we've kind of talked about where there's an immaturity to the writing Mm -hmm. this, they're actually tackling things like life and death and uh you know even things like self-defense there's a great line as one thing that it's like a minor 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 spoiler there's a moment in the game where atreus and uh just ask kratos he's like so is it always justified uh to kill something that's attacking you or like take like to take its life if it's trying to kill you and kratos just goes yes and then that's it and it just moves on <laughs> That's great. Uh, so it's just it's stuff like that, and the way that 
even small bits of dialogue it adds oh gotta stop this uh adds to it <laughs> yeah how it adds to the story so yeah uh highly recommend and um just go from there nice well that sounds great i remember i played i played everyone but obviously this new one in but i didn't start playing god of war until after a few years it was out so um maybe even longer than that and so i got to play i think the first two back to back and so that was a nice experience so yeah yeah the old i won't ones, be playing this one unless it is it out on pc no it won't be out if they do a pc release it probably won't be till next year because mm. uh, yeah, it's a, a ps5 it's and a, i'm not buying one so. yeah it's a sony exclusive and sony had well you know you never know they may end up doing it sooner than uh next year but they a lot of the time with the new in-house games uh, so their first party games, they mm-hmm. they don't put them out until a year later. Um, they, they've made a couple exceptions here and there, uh, but I wouldn't expect to see it until about a year out because um, they they're trying to push sales for the PS5. So it doesn't do them a lot of good to not have it exclusive uh, and not try to milk that because, I mean, it is their property, right? You know? Yeah, right. And eventually we're going to get a TV adaptation. So starring... Who? Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> the Rock? I don't know who they would get to... Henry Cavill? To play him. And I don't know if they would... I really haven't looked into it too much. I don't know if they would start with the original games. Because one of the... Uh, to be honest, one of the things that makes 2018 and this one work so well is the original games. Right. Because you have... Especially if you've played them, you don't have the same kind of context... Uh, for 2018 that someone who played the original trilogy did yeah versus someone who didn't uh and that's one of the things that because i mean like he was a homicidal maniac who was on this like revenge quest you know he he's like semi a one-dimensional character in the in the the, tr- the original trilogy and then they take that and they create this incredible story about a man living with the regrets of his past, trying to change things so that his his son doesn't go through the same cycle. Mm. Um, and what not only that does, but the fear of his son finding out could do to him and the way that it all kind of like tangles together. And it's 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 so surprising to me when people are just like, oh, no, the story in that game is average at best. I'm like, y'all are not paying attention. It's pretty fun with what I recalled, but I've only played it one time and it's been a long time ago yeah i mean the game came out four before years i ago. met you so yeah but but yeah so uh how about this next story with this uh the witcher <laughs> petition yeah so what was so funny about this is we stopped recording last week into the live stream and i popped i popped onto twitter because i was doing some editing and so i like to poke around see what people are talking about whatever the case may be and this was one of the first things that popped up and i was like you've got to be kidding me <laughs> We have to wait an entire week to actually talk about this. Uh, Yes, so uh, change.org, someone put out a petition last week, and I can't remember what it was sitting at last last week. I think it was like 20,000 signatures. Yeah. And now it's sitting at almost 200K. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's a it's a, Crazy, a right? petition that says you must keep Henry Cavill as the Witcher and replace the writers instead. <laughs> it's so great, dude. Uh, uh, and they um, and that's all that needs to be said because you know the Witcher's been destroyed by its own writers, and that's what these in Hollywood they have to learn. They need to get people on board who actually care about the source material. Mm -hmm. You see how much that resonates with fans. Having someone like Henry Cavill, uh, who cares about the source material, wants to adapt it. Again, we all understand that there are creative liberties taken when you go from a book medium or even a video game medium to the screen, right? Uh, and so this, I just don't understand why they would let Henry go, you know? Well, from what, from what I've been, well, I, I don't know if he has, if if Henry Cavill's completely confirmed it, mm -hmm. uh, but it sounds like he he left because of, uh, what's that lady's name, Laura Histrich, Histrich, Lauren Histrich, yep. uh, and the writing staff because they weren't taking it seriously. Yep. And then you you know you have this role as being Superman, and I imagine DC uh, and Warner Brothers were you know over there trying to win him back, especially after all of the stuff that's been going on over there. Um, and there, it seems like maybe they're trying to make a play to changing the way that their content works, uh, and maybe trying to make sense of their universe at this point. Um, you know, trying to get showrunners and, or not showrunners, but, um, whatever Kevin Feige does at this point, he's basically the, you know, the guy over Marvel and DC's never really had that. They tried to do it with Snyder, yeah. but then like he was, he's a, he's not a very good writer. No matter how many people say that they love that dude, I I think his writing is average at best. Um, oh, I watched. Uh, speaking of, I was going to mention this. I watched uh, Three Hundred this past week because I've been trying oh, to go did? back. Yeah, I've been trying to go back and watch some of Snyder's stuff to see like if it holds up. Mm -hmm. Um, that movie's weirder than I remember. Uh, and it's it still holds up to a degree. There's a lot of really good dialogue in it, but none of that has to do with Zack Snyder. I'm pretty sure all of it is from uh, uh, Frank Miller's original comic or graphic novel, excuse me. Right. Um, but there's some cool stuff in that. And uh, Gerard Butler puts a really good performance in. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. I know that's off off base. My mind's there's like all over the place. There's quite a few good actors in that. Isn't a the guy that the guy that played Michael Fassbender. Um, no. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's in there. Are you sure? The guy that plays Magneto. Yeah, well, I, mean, I know who. I know who Michael Fassbender. Wait, that's him. He's, yeah, he's are you there. sure he's in it? I'm a hundred percent. I'm looking at his IMDb right now. Oh my gosh! I know exactly. If that is him, that's hilarious because I just didn't even recognize him. Yeah, it is. I know it has to be unless this is his twin brother. No, that's him. Yeah, it is him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Which he doesn't have a twin brother, by the way. Yeah, he he's one of the main Spartans uh, yep. in it. Uh, he's got like long hair. Yep. Yeah, I know and exactly then, uh, what you're talking about. That's crazy. It's kind of funny because you know after you see actors uh, a lot, you start to recognize them more so than before. Yeah. And I didn't realize Henry Cavill was the lead actor in Immortals, so. That was a uh, pretty interesting finding that out. Immortals. This year. Yeah, you remember Immortals? No. It was uh, uh, he played Theseus, Theseus, um, as a mortal man chosen by Zeus to lead the fight against the ruthless kingdom of Hyperion, 
who is on a rampage across Greece to obtain a weapon that can destroy humanity. That's just off the top of my head. Oh, you're not reading that off of IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I vaguely remember. That was a movie, right? Yeah, it was a movie. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Uh, that that one did not not stick around. Um, but what's so funny, too, is that um, Lena Headley plays uh, Leonidas' wife in that. Yep. And, at, dude, strong female character. Add it to the list. I, I forgot. There's okay. So there's really like, good female character. There's one scene that if I had been in charge of that movie, I think I would have cut because it doesn't add a whole lot to the story. Um, she kind of gets graped at one point. Yep. And the way that it works out, it doesn't it doesn't add a whole lot to her motivation. I mean, like, kind of, and it, if, if they were going to do it, she shouldn't have kind of, because the way it kind of happens is that, like, she she gives in, kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. basically gives the, this, like, the, the bad guy politician, like, what, what he wants, and it, it so it's, it's a little weird, um, yeah. I, I don't think it, it worked very well, uh, but overall, I, I think it's a really strong, uh, a really strong movie. Uh, yeah, I think I think it still holds up. I mean, it's maybe five or six still. I mean, it's it's it's. Mm-hmm. A, but it, and I say that because a lot of the CG that they decided to use that was like top of the line when that came out. Like that, that people love the visuals in that movie. It, you know, it looks a lot like the graphic novel. Um, and I know this doesn't hold up. It some of it doesn't. Some of it does. Some of it doesn't. But then you have, I have a special place in my heart for that movie. I saw that yeah, movie, yeah, on the very first row of the theater uh, <laughs> because it was so packed out. That was the only that's crazy seats I had, and so I'm just looking up. I'm like, holy. <laughs> uh, some of the yeah, some of the design for like, there's like some odd creature design in that that movie mm-hmm. that I, I there's stuff I completely forgotten about. Um, the uh, one of the really famous scenes in that where he kicks the Persian into the well, yeah, um, it's it's fine, but it, it's a little goofy because he just hap this well, this massive well, just kind of hap like where it is geographically in their their city is it's like kind of on the outskirts, but it also looks like it's where everyone's coming into the town as well. And, you know, it's there's no like borders on it. It's just a big hole in the ground. Mm. And so stylistically, it looks really interesting, but it's very weird because he just so happens to like lead this guy right up to the edge of it when they're talking. <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of I feel like a little bit of convenience that yeah. plays into them lining that up. Now, it's still really cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's kind of an interesting, uh, interesting uh, movie anyway. I, I've been I've been slowly trying to find some of Snyder's old stuff and compare it to kind of where he is now. Um, he man, he loves his slow mo. Oh, dude! There's a lot of slow mo in 300. Um, some of it works. He goes to bed watching slow mo videos. Yep. I I I don't think for the life of me I'll ever forget that scene in. Uh, I, I think it's in both, but. Snyder's I think last longer where Aquaman walks out onto that pier and the waves oh, yeah. are, are it's like slow motion waves and like he takes off his tank top and he takes that beer and smashes it into the ground and you're like dude aren't you supposed to be like environmentally friendly like you just littered <laughs> I that 
that scene, for whatever reason, whenever I think about Snyder at this point, it lives rent free in my head. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't I don't know why it's a hilarious scene that's the first thing I thought of too it's like why is he littering when he's supposed to they have already established that he cares about the <laughs> empire um, so, so yeah uh, people are not happy about what's going on with the uh, with the Witcher, and it's it's odd. I I I'm sure you've been reading some of the the comments on because we they're still coming in from that poll that we did last mm-hmm. week. Some people really care about the show. Other people are in the middle, and then there's a lot of people that don't like it. It's it's odd, and I I, I don't know. I I, I don't know how much you remember of the first I'm two a- seasons, but it probably holds up better than a lot of the stuff that we've been getting in the last year recently. Yeah. I'd say that. Not I think everything, obviously. I mean, it, obviously, it's better than Halo and the Rings of Power, but that's a low bar. <laughs> yeah, the bar has been set so low. I mean, let's not <laughs> pretend that The Witcher is a good show. The first season was, I would say the first season was, you know, um, if someone average was, to yeah. above average. If someone you was, know what I mean? If someone said, I thought the first season was, was average or, you know, they were like, I liked certain things about Because that's sort of where I fall. There's a few episodes in the first season that I genuinely like. Um, yeah, but this yeah, it's definitely not the second season. Um, yeah. and again, Cavill holds up a lot of that. So you get this other guy in who just he doesn't have the same uh, acting chops, and mm-hmm. I don't care. I, you know, they were trying to pull you that. Can't thing. change your main protagonist, dude. Yeah, and that thing they were trying to pull where they were they were like, oh, he also really likes The Witcher. You're like, okay, but does he? Or is this <laughs> is this really? like what every actor who gets into a Marvel movie says now, where they're like, oh, I I loved blank character growing up i read all the comic books uh-huh. twice yeah uh but it's so funny i just here's some of the 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 people who signed and things that they said it says i'm signing because it says the fact that the writers aren't fans of the original work shouldn't uh should have been an issue at the beginning people don't want some idiots adaptation we want the witcher the writers suck Henry Cavill is great. The writers should be fans of the franchise they are writing content for. If they want to make their own show up, do that and stop being so selfish as to uh, think you are more important than the franchise. Pathetic. Henry Cavill fought for the series while the writers openly mock the source material. They should be the ones to go, not our girl of Rivia. <laughs> it's just pretty good, man. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I don't I don't think it will either. They're, I, I, are you think season four is actually going to happen? I oh man, I can't expect after. I mean, I'm sure they will go ahead just because Netflix is probably dumb enough to do it, but they shouldn't. They should just end it after season three. Henry Cavill, the glue that was holding the show all together, has left, and so you know, I just, I mean, we're not going to review it. I don't think unless season four. No, I might, I might pop in out of curiosity if it actually gets made, but I don't. I don't have much of an intention to go past season three. Um, You know? Yeah. They've already kind of lost. I mean, like season two wasn't good. They've already kind of lost me Um, because you were asking because it's like you were saying you were asking me. It was like, oh, you know, you were like, I don't really want to review season four. And then we're going to we're going to review Blood Origin when that comes out Mm -hmm. in December. But we're gonna do like a, an overview. We're not gonna do an episode by episode because I, yeah. I just don't know. Who cares? I don't know if I care quite enough to go that in detail on uh, on Blood Origin. Um, and then we're probably gonna do the same thing for season three when that comes out. Is that mid next year? 
right? Sometimes yeah, is it I think, end of summer? I think so in the like summer. That? So we'll probably just do an overview like we did for season two because I, I can't imagine unless unless like there's a a specific episode or there's some episodes that happen to be really good might make an exception. Yeah, and talk about but some we're of the not specifics. That. No, no, not at all. I I just. I just can't believe they let him go, man. Such a, I'm sure they probably didn't, I don't know if they did all they could, they could to keep him, but I mean, that's what happens when, I mean, for the, your writing to be that bad, that the lead actor decides to lead, leave. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that don't tell me good things, boss. Yeah. So another news, I think we, oh man, did we briefly touch on this last week talking about, uh, I think it was, yeah. Uh, so the, the there was an article that had been written a couple of years ago about them considering doing television a television reboot of the franchise. Yep, and now Warner Brothers has come out that they want to do more Harry Potter movies, uh, but there's really not that much out other than uh, Zaslav, the CEO for Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brothers uh, stated that he wants to focus on big movies that are loved that are tent poles that people are going to leave early from dinner to go see. And we have a lot of them, Batman, Superman, Aquaman. If we can do something with JK Rowling on Harry Potter going forward, Lord of the Rings, what are we, what are we doing with Game of Thrones? What are we doing with a lot of the big franchises that we have? We're focused on franchises. Now I have to say Warner brothers by far and away, still in my opinion, the dumbest production company. Why David? Because I don't know if you realize but they could have been since the release of Lord of the Rings. How much money did that make them? Bunch of money, right? Even The Hobbit. Half a billion, and that was back in the early 2000s? I think more than that. Over a billion dollars. Um, oh, that was, no, you're right. You're right. I was thinking, I think it was total production yeah. of all three of the movies. Now, even The Hobbit made them billions of dollars, right? Yeah. They could have been making I'll look it up. Lord of the Rings. Like, Lord of the Rings TV shows nine episodes or longer since then they had the rights to do that the only reason why Amazon had the rights to make a TV show is it had to be one of the things is uh, less than nine episodes so that's why it's only eight um, and oh, so bro like they've just been sitting on this gold mine not doing anything they could have had the MCU before the MCU was the MCU you know what I mean yeah. they could have been the originators of that rather than having Marvel be that so that's just how bad the executives there were um, almost uh, now, three- I don't know everything I could be wrong on some things that's just yeah. what I've read and researched uh, I'm not a lawyer in any stretch well, of the imagination understanding rights and yeah. everything else but it's crazy that they had it was almost 3 billion by the way the original okay. Rings trilogy um, I think on a half a billion dollar budget, so somewhere in there. I'd have to look it up, but I'm not going to waste my time doing that. Anyway, yeah. yeah, you're right. They had they have the rights to Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, um, and I I guess because HBO is a Warner Brothers affiliate, right? Yep. So they have these mass these three massive franchises that they could have been doing all sorts of stuff with DC and. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Like, what are you doing? How yeah. are the previous executives that dumb? Dave, why does it take David Zaslav coming in being like, hey, we need to do a Batman movie, Super, you know, Batman stuff, Superman stuff, you know, Lord of the Rings and, 
and Harry Potter, these basic things that you don't have to be a, an executive for have any experience at all to understand. You know what I mean? No, the basics of this stuff for, for sure. Yeah. Zaslav's exactly right. And is it, you know, he's exactly right. I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. I will say this as far as Harry Potter's concerned, uh, them fantastic beasts and who cares to find them. Uh, <laughs> they haven't been that good, boss man. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if that show's actually going to, or the, those movies are going to get a, leave me alone. Polygon. I, I don't know if any of those are actually going to make it. Yeah. That movie, uh, that last one, uh, fantastic beast and the crimes of Warner brothers making this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was such a bad movie. Uh, 15 years oh, man. But apparently, you know, a lot of people have speculated that the best answer for Warner Brothers making new Harry Potter movies so that you can bring back the original cast is doing the screenplay that or the stage play that uh, was it was overseen by J.K. Rowling, according to Polygon. Yeah, she wrote uh, a, she wrote a book. It's it's a, it's more of like a stage play. Um, it's, uh, the cursed child, I think is what it's called. Yep. And, but it's written by Jack Thorne Uh, and it's called Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the cursed child. Uh, to my understanding, that book sucks. Um, (laughs) from those who actually like Harry Potter, that's my understanding. The vast majority of people think that book sucks, but just because, I mean, gotta be careful when you're writing stuff like that. Uh, well, that's the thing about rolling, like. I I don't know if she stacks up with some of the greatest writers. Yeah, like she's a great writer, but I mean, obviously she's no Tolkien. That's okay. She doesn't have to be. She she hit something at a very specific time. She's a great writer, phenomenal. Um, can't see, take that away well, from her. I don't know. That's the thing, man. Is like I don't know if her if Harry Potter's popularity. And how well the book sold makes her that. I, I again, mm. it's something that if there's going to be some nuance to it, mm-hmm. um, she did something right when yeah. those those books were releasing. People were going crazy for that stuff. Um, but Fantastic Beasts, I I can't speak too much on the Cursed Child. She's. I, I'm pretty sure she was heavily involved in the writing of Fantastic Beasts. If she didn't mm-hmm. just pin the screenplays herself, she I think hasn't it was really. Something that like Voldemort and Bellatrix had a child or something. I don't know something oh, okay. like that. I mean, I'll, I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll look into it. Maybe I'll actually read read it eventually. Good luck. Um, but it. I, I don't know. She just had. She hasn't hit the height with her writing since then. Yep. And everybody's kind of known for for different things. And sometimes the best writers, you know, you even look at at, at Tolkien. Uh, he has Lord of the Rings, but then a lot of the other stuff that's going on around that, a lot of it's his ideas that were finished by family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now it's not the same thing because you know he finished his trilogy. The trilogy still holds up. Really, it's technically just one story, but the three yeah. the three books um, and the Hobbit. Oh, and the Hobbit, of course, and the Silmarillion. Um, so he has he has these different which is kind of compiled by Christopher Tolkien. So you're right, right? But. It's it, it's why like I the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. So like you just you look yeah. at those specifically and they hold up really really well. And I don't know if 
rolling is in the same category. Mm. Um, even someone like, I wouldn't put her there. You know that's know no. I mean? That's. I mean, that's no offense to her. You know what I mean? Well, no, I mean we're not and like yeah, like I mean, she's not, she's. It, there's only going to be one Tolkien. You know what I mean? It's it's sure. No one's going to be able to. He is the. The, the teacher, the professor, the the leader of the fantasy genre. You know what I mean? And so uh, well, it's okay, kind of like not even, there's it's not Michael even, Jordan. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Because it's yeah. not – I think you're missing what I'm trying to say. Okay. It's like to, to say that she is a great writer, to put her in the same category as some of these people. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're on the same level. Right. Okay, that's not that's not the point. The, the, the idea being what makes her – like what would put her into that category – and she's put a lot of other material out since Harry Potter, and none of it has landed the way that Harry Potter yeah. did. It had that fervor hasn't remained the same, um, and that's where it's kind of like I to figure out exactly what it was that uh, would create like a great writer, or whether it's like she should maybe she should have just stopped after Harry Potter or. You know, I've I always thought it, especially when I was younger reading those books, I always thought it would have been interesting if she had put together like her Silmarillion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the same way that uh, even someone like uh, uh, George Martin is doing um, uh, Fire and Blood. You know, he has like these histories, so they're not exactly the same thing as writing stories, but yeah. you're you're adding more color to Depth the world to that you've created yeah you continue yep. the world building after that and i know that's sort of what they were trying to do with fantastic beasts and where to find them but that they just all, dropped the ball that's the thing it makes you wonder was she a great writer or was it the movies or was there something that she happened to hit that young adult genre at the right time and that she's a good writer she was good mm-hmm. enough to get that trilogy finished yeah, that's why better I'm, than the showrunners for the rings of power sure. for sure that's that's really what what i'm trying to get at is because but so are me and you i mean that doesn't take <laughs> much effort <laughs> yeah, i guess i guess um but yeah that's kind of the thing that no, I'm, I stand I'm, by I'm wondering that, that. I'm, I'm wondering about yeah no that's a good point that you bring up i mean it could be that she hit lightning in the bottle at the right time i think she's a great i would say she's a great author i mean uh I would say that the Harry Potter books hold up really well. I mean, obviously they're written for a specific demographic. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? But, but people still love the Hobbit and that's technically written for a specific, I mean, that's it's, true. you know, it's a children's book. Uh, so, but now I see the point that you're making. I think, I don't really know. Do you do the cursed child or, or what do you do? No, you have to uh, say, one yeah, of the things you, I thought about you have is to take it as a whole. One of the things I thought about is, that I was telling uh, my keeper was that maybe you do what was that in the last movie, the parable of the three dum dums, uh, the one with the dumb magic wand, and then the one with the uh, powerful resurrection stone, and then you had the cloak of invisibility. I forget what it's called, the Deathly Hallows. That's it, right? Uh, maybe you could do an actual movie based off those characters because you're kind of like providing a little bit oh, more depth. But the sorry. problem, I. Was that was that something? Because yeah, it's in it's in the original uh, books. But was that something that they brought up in the movies? The, the most recent movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't definitely. seen it. <laughs> in Harry Potter? Yeah, the, I'm talking about Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows. Um, yeah, but you you said the, like the most recent 
movie. Oh. Yeah, the most recent Harry Potter movie. Not well. I'm sorry. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. I realized that there's the Fantastic Beasts and right. where to find them, and they right. consider that Harry Potter. I wasn't considering that. That uh, since he's not actually in the movies, but um, no Harry Potter and Deathly ha- and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. They go into you know you have yeah the, the three, three, the three wizards items. Yeah. and the three items and everything. And I think maybe you could do original. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. Sure. I think that'd be better than I don't know. But you kind of know the end of that than the cursed child. Um, well, and it and it begs the question, sort of like with Star Wars, is that you you have somewhat of a simple story set in a fantastic world, mm-hmm. and once you're done with that, how do you tell another story without just doing the same thing again? Yeah, you do know? you kind of let it die and just let it sit? But I mean, it's yeah. it's been a you know, if you want to consider the official Harry Potter movies, right. it's been 11 years since the last one was released, so <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part 2, uh, which isn't too, you know, for them it probably feels like a long time, but for us that's, not, that's, because you have, the, you have the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, or Where Not to Find Them, because I don't want to find those movies again. Uh, but I think, you know, man, do you do a prequel series talking about, you know, Voldemort and his rise? You know what I mean? To keep it Oh man, I don't. I don't know. Prequels. I don't know. Prequels kind of suck. They do because you know that's the problem. Is like you For the know most where part. you know where it's going to end, and if if it's if, it, if to do a prequel somewhat correctly, and you know going back to House of the Dragon, your characters have to be really interesting. Yep, they do. And maybe you have to have something set far enough apart like a lot of people have said that something they should do with star wars is go way way back to mm-hmm. to more of a knights of the old republic style setting because it's sorry star wars fans i can't remember the exact time length but it's like a thousand or more years before the events of of star wars yeah and so you can tell stories in that time period that are so far removed that anything it doesn't really matter what happens next. Like you don't, you don't really know what's going to happen in the lives of these people because of how far removed it is from the original trilogy. Like it, those movies don't matter. Mm. Um, people have also argued with those is that it, you have this massive galaxy and you're still stuck on like Tatooine and these same couple of places. So it's right. It depends on how you go about it. I don't know. I, I think that the safe thing, honestly, the safe thing to for them to do. Uh, depending on how streaming services go over the next couple of years, it, I think it's still to go the television route. Yeah, I you, think so too. You get seven, I think there's seven books. Uh, you get seven seasons out of Harry Potter. That's pretty good. That's yeah. That's close enough. It, I mean, that would roughly be 10 years because you know those things don't always come out year after year. Um, especially Or with just tell a new story after Harry Potter. You know, Ron becomes the new Dark Lord. <laughs> again, that's yeah, but that's where you run into those problems, right? Or if you you now have Rolling trying to make up new content, uh, and it, and it, you know it has to work. It has to be able yeah. to like capture people's imaginations. Where the safe thing and the thing that would probably make you money is to just reboot the entire thing. Yeah, do Start a TV over. series. Yeah, do a TV series. You get merchandise coming back in. You get all mm-hmm. of the like. You get the all of these new people potentially watching the show. Um, 
you know, you'd have to and just completely start over with a new cast. Yeah. And that's yeah, why not? if you capture an audience, I'll with be that, Harry Potter. Yeah. If you capture an audience with that first season, you've probably got them for the next decade. Easily. Yeah. Whereas with movies, like you probably could do the same thing if you got one out a year, but I don't, I don't know if that would work as well. I think for me in particular, I'd like to see it. A TV adaptation because yeah, there's a little bit more of a slow burn, yeah, or something like that. Though it it would be rough just because some of those books aren't that long. I don't know how much material you'd be able to get out of the first like three books because they don't start getting mm. real thick till later on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's said. tough. Uh, yeah, no, all right then. Well, let us know your thoughts <laughs> in the troll room on what you think they should do with the. Uh, making Harry Potter movies or TV shows, which route you think they should go. Uh, but this next <laughs> topic we have is there is a rumor circulating about that the Rings of Power is going to be rebooted. And basically the Fall Guys, as they should be, along with Jennifer Salk and Lindsay Weber, are going to be the Fall Guys. So, uh, so yeah, there's this article from Bounding into Comics that talks about Neurotic's most recent uh, video on YouTube that you can go to his channel and watch. He states that we have heard the rumors from my man Chris Gore that the showrunners might end up being Fall Guys, and we might have to wait till after award season to see if it actually happens. I also heard... Bro, hang on. Going, Is this show going to win awards? Dude. Do you think that they'll? You know, dude, it would be that so Hollywood sniffs funny. their own butts that they're it, going to do that. I would love the I'd, most amazing story. I'd love ever to told. see. I'd love to see them uh, snuff uh, Patty Constantine for like one of the other characters in Rings of Power. I don't. I mean, like, I think the only thing the show could best win. supporting actor Nori. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be great, dude. It's just like, oh, y'all. dude. Or the guy who plays Gandalf. Oh man, I can't imagine. I don't, really, outside of bro, that would be even funnier because he <laughs> was nothing. He was hardly a character, dude. Maybe, maybe VFX, but I still think House of the Dragon had better VS VFX than. Um, Rings of Power did. Yeah. Maybe soundtrack, but again, House of Dragons right there with it. Uh, and the problem with the soundtrack is if you just listen to the soundtrack without having to watch the show, it's a great soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> like you just close your eyes, but oh, this is such great music. Uh, but then when you watch it with the show, it brings the soundtrack down. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I just really don't know award wise what it should win. Not that the awards matter anyway, but I think it's nice to see people get awarded for great performances like Patty Constantine and Millie Alcock and you know the rest uh, but Gary goes oh, on to say <laughs> what's her face won GQ's or she was nominated for like GQ's man oh, of the year <laughs> yeah. Emma DeArcy yeah. and then someone goes <laughs> she's a complete female. Someone, someone was like oh they've been doing that for a while and it's like okay that doesn't make it better like yeah but Gary goes on to say, I also heard that they're going to go on for a full reboot with this series and try to pretend that the last two months didn't happen. Roll out the publicity, maybe roll out some more influencers and try to get people to binge the Rings of Power. Good luck. He follows that with 
be sure you're watching the underground for all their content. Uh, they're the best YouTube channel covering this. And to add to that, what if I told you that the rings of power did not start this way? It was never meant to be woke intersection, a woke interse- intersectional disaster. It did not have not Gandalf. It didn't have repurposed hobbits. It didn't have Halbrand and Sauron. It didn't have warrior Galadriel. What if I told you this show was usurped by people like Lindsay Weber, the executive producer and Amazon studio head, Jennifer Salk? What if I told you the fan attacks came from the top? More on that in my next Rings of Power video. Wait, is all of that in the article? Yeah, all that's in the article. Uh, Founding of Comics, y'all are odd sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you needed to quote that entire thing. Every single thing thing you said. Yeah. Just generalize uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, Rings of Power didn't need to be that way. Uh, well, okay. I think we, we all wanted the Rings of Power to be good. You know what I mean? But that's not what it is, and I think we just need to be honest. It's I can't, bad storytelling. There was, I don't even remember when this was, and it was probably when the, the rumors first started coming out that Amazon was attempting to make a television show. Before yeah. there was anything that was kind of nailed down, you know, this is years ago at this point. And I, I hardly remember, but I think at that point I was, I guess you could say excited or interested might be a I better was way of, of putting it. It was like, oh, okay, cool. And that that's about as far as it ever really got because it just kind of went downhill from there. Yep. Um, but the thing is, very fast. Because you you had you had mentioned this to me when when I saw this because I I had watched Gary's video and completely missed the part where he said that this was I I thought he was coming at it from a, like a perspective of uh this could be a thing that they do and not as much as this is like a solid rumor that he mm-hmm. had heard. And the, about a, an actual reboot and not that they were just going to try to do better in the second season. And I sent it to you and your response was, well, it's what they should do. But the question that I have is, how do they successfully pull that off if they're trying to reboot it? Like, isn't it isn't the damage? The damage is done. The damage is done. And I imagine they're going to, you know, uh, some Nielsen numbers came out and from yeah. the premiere episode. So that's two episodes. So from the first two episodes to the third one, they lost 20% of their audience. And then it slowly, they started to lose more. And with the Rings of Power, with as much money as they sunk into this, they needed it to be a mega hit like Stranger Things. And it wasn't. And so I think really what it is, dude, is going to be a House of Dragon thing. You know how Game of Thrones completely alienated their fan base and House of the Dragon you know, with good storytelling, good writing, good characterization, had to win back those fans. That's what's going to happen with need to happen with the next season. It's completely start over. It may be rough <laughs> at first, but slowly build that uh, trust back. It's you know that old adage that it's easier uh, to lose trust than it is to gain trust. Uh, so it's going to be a slow build to that. So here's the thing, and, though, Game of Thrones. You know, if, if it's good, we're going to be reviewing it. And yeah. we'll say it's good. Here's the thing, though. It's like, whether it turns out to be good or not, I don't know if it... Okay, so... Oh, God. I mean, I guess it depends on how long it takes them to, to put it out. Like, if they if they come out sometime in the next six months and they're like, we're going to do a reboot, and that happens f- four years from now, 
because you're you're talking about i mean if a reboot happens mm-hmm. you got to consider what goes into that versus them just trying to quote unquote do better in another season yeah because apparently they already started production they built all of these um studios in london i think yeah is that in right the uk and just say the uk who cares that, about the other parts of yeah that's england that's just if they are planning on going to season two of Rings of Power. Yep. A reboot would require new, new, like totally new everything. Like you go back to the drawing board, which means four years minimum, because you gotta mm-hmm. you you can't you can't just put all that stuff together and then put it out because you got to ask yourself the question, how long do we have to wait until people are sort of willing to give another chance? Because you can't call it the same thing. Like, you can't associate it with the rings of power because people will be like, oh, no, I'm good. For a long time. Like, we're again, we're not talking about Marvel fans here or, like, your core base of people who would be there to support your show. You're talking about Tolkien fans. Like, it's a totally different breed of individual fandom. Yeah. Yep. Um, I I don't know a hundred percent what what would make sense. Yeah, I think you just I think you just completely scrap it and start over and put out marketing regarding it. Maybe you have a character wake up and. You know, I think I've talked about it before jesting, but saying I had this terrible nightmare and this is what happened and Hallbrand was Sauron and, uh, you know, or whatever. Uh, You make fun of it and then just start from the bottom and go up. I don't know if there's any great way that you can do it, but I mean, what else do you do? You don't continue on the same footpath because you're just going to bleed money. So I think admitting your losses and just being like, you know what? We screwed up. We shouldn't have gotten these people to do it. We're going to start over. I think they could win their fan base back. I think that Tolkien fans, they've been crapped on and everything, but if you have people who actually love the source material, who love Tolkien, and who want to tell his story, you know, while understanding they're going to take creative liberties where and when they need to, I think it potentially work out better in the sense of will it be able to capture what they wanted with the first season? Probably not, but better than the current route that they're on. By just kind of continuing where they're going, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. I just that's the main thing. Is, is like that, so it's it, more of you, how can wait, they recruit all the money they lost? Are, good luck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are they? But are you talking about if they just do a season two? or Are you talking about a reboot? Because they're completely, just completely like not not doing a, a a reboot, but creating a brand new show. Not so not doing a season two at all. Just starting. No, that very, would be a reboot. Okay, so. Yeah, reboot of uh, season one. So starting brand new. I see. I don't even. Th- I don't think you do a, a reboot of season one. Like you have to change everything. So you think you just do? You, you continue can't. on with season two? No. And just completely no, reboot. Hang on, it? hang on. No, you're not. You're, I don't think you're. You're hearing what I'm saying. Okay. So not a season two. If we're talking about a reboot, mm-hmm. you cannot touch Rings of Power. Like you can't mention it. You can't do anything related to that like you can't have comet coming out of the sky you can't have harfoot right yeah, you yeah completely you can't new have 
any of that. Sorry, that's where yeah, I was getting confused because I mean. you were you were saying like, oh, they wake up from a dream and there was a guy named Halbrand. Like that's that's a route that that's like goofy. Yeah. If you decide to follow into season two and try to recover from that, or you right. do what, to be honest, is probably the only. Re- if you were going to do a season two. You just ign- like you just ignore season one. You go sorry, and that's the other thing is they didn't have to actually admit failure to be able to kind of start to recruit recoup something. Mm-hmm. Does that make you know? And but the, the problem is is that you've written yourself into this abysmal hole because like you yeah. have to you have to figure out how to come back from like the random elf naming Mordor or like they're doing you know the whole yeah. Mordor thing. You have to I ignore think that you just start completely so fresh. Much. And you yeah, do the rings well, of power, and you just do the actual. Hey, the nine rings for mortal men, the seven well, rings for dwarves, and the three rings for the elves, and you tell that story. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go from like a total normie position, or just like hearing mm-hmm. some different stuff from the internet. But there's cool stuff about like the the fall of the Undying Lands and the giant spider. That Morgoth uses to help him, like to, uh, yeah. Yep. There's so much, like visually and 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 from kind of like a spectacle standpoint, that you could then work interesting drama into. The problem with a lot of that is that they'll need the rights to the Silmarillion, exactly, and the rights to the unfinished tales, exactly. See, and like, so that's so why I think you see what goes into I, that. Yeah, personally, I think they tell a story within the the rights that they own you know what i mean within the third age which they could go oh I okay think, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah you know kind of like what warner brothers is doing with the war that we're hearing um but at the same time i think maybe they venture out and try and get the rights to the Cimmerillion so they could tell a proper story regarding the rings of power um but you know again they could tell a story involving the easterlings they could tell a story involving the Southlands or sure, you know, so on and so forth. There's many different, you know, theories, but if they wanted to stick to the second age. Then they need to get, uh, rights to the Silmarillion for sure. And then parts, they don't need the, the entire book of the unfinished tales, but parts of it to be able to properly tell uh, the story that they're trying to adapt if they want to do to the second age. But again, I think they could easily tell stories in the third age that would be entertaining. Yeah. I, the, and to Kekko, yeah. and Caligon, just so you're aware, was the uh, largest dragon in the Rings of Power, or in I'm sorry, in Miller. <laughs> Good night. Uh, you're even saying it. Um, no. The uh, yeah, but that's the thing is what we're talking about is total reboot. I mean, you're talking minimum five years. Yeah. Which, Unless they put the pedal to the metal. Which is a problem, I think. I, mean, I think it may be because you higher than Disney writers. They seem to be able to do oh it today. <laughs> See, and you saying that it's like, well, oh. well, we're just going to end up with more bad content. They actually yep. they've got to. I mean, you're talking quite a bit of time to first reflect. Consider not the stuff that the people who were just kind of, um, you know, giving them platitudes and telling them what they wanted to hear, but looking for that criticism and not assuming that all criticism is, is based on some sort of weird, like ideological bent. And that there are people out there that are like, your writing sucked. This is why your writing sucked. And it, and it's pretty basic stuff about just not keeping things together. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to find 
not just competent people, but like we were talking about with the Henry Cavill stuff, people who care about yep. the material. Simple things. Then you have to, and, and this is a big one, you have to find someone who understands the way that Tolkien wrote language in his yes. books. And you have to try to get as close as possible to that. Yep. Yeah, like you uh, take one of the the guys, uh, Robert Eggers, who did The Witch, he did The Lighthouse, and he did mm-hmm. um, the, the, North, the Northman. One of the things that they he always tried to do is get uh, an accurate representation of the language at the time. So you have like in The Witch, you have a Puritan. It, it they're not speaking in just like made up old English. They actually looked into the way that people spoke at the time in order to try to make it accurate to the setting. Mm. They need something like that. So you don't get lines where, you know, Bronwyn's like, uh, where, uh, what was that? Man, what was that line? It was like in the first episode when she's talking to, uh, Oh yeah. What's his face? And he, this and, is and like modern says, 2022 language. Yeah. She's like, are you, um, Oh shoot! It's been so long. Now, a lot I of them say remember. okay. They so okay, yeah. Um, they just care that love and that passion isn't there because they didn't, you know, look into it. There's other lines they said that was very modern language rather than the time period of which Tolkien was speaking to, which was medieval uh, England. And so I think the fact that you have those issues along with them repurposing lines from Peter Jackson and not Tolkien, assuming that they were Tolkien. Uh, you know, are things that, again, when you don't really care and you're just faking it until you make it, it shows in television. So I think the only way, in, in my opinion, the only way they can salvage this is to completely, you know, forget everything they did with the Rings of Power and tell a completely brand new story and just go from there and just admit defeat. And then, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably looking at, if I was generous, three years, but I think four or five years is, yeah. is probably the, the route you're probably well, looking. The reason I was saying that is because we're talking a minimum three years before we would get a season two. Yeah. So if you're talking about a reboot, like a fresh start, like you're replacing nearly everything. I mean, that's mm. that's going to add time on. You have to you have right, to come up with so, something. Totally isn't that so new. embarrassing for them? You know the you know the reason why these rumors are circulating is because of how bad that first season was. I just don't understand yeah. what people again. There's a difference in enjoying something, but being honest about how terrible it is. You know what I mean? This is why I say all the time that I think that a reboot of The Hobbit can even happen. If Amazon wanted to reboot The Hobbit, I completely would understand that because The Hobbit wasn't, you know, is all right. But it wasn't that great, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and it was during that time period where everybody was so, you know, it's Hollywood. They Money is the most important thing to them, so they're like, well, let's make it a trilogy just like the other one. And it's yep. like, the, the book's like 100 pages. Like, what are you... <laughs> yeah. Like, I think the, the Hobbit is roughly the same length as the first Harry Potter book. <laughs> like, they're not, they're not long, it's yeah. it's a pretty simple story and it's not bad obviously it's not a it's not a criticism a, of, of that it's it's just you don't that's more of a testament of how bad warner brothers was at the time yeah. rather than anyone who actually worked on Fun, the production sure. of the hobbit funny enough uh 
it's uh oh shoot where was i funny enough that would that could have been the canary in the coal mine for warner brothers because you had That's a good all, point you know people like man of steel i think man of steel sucks um i think that last act in particular is so, it's it's horrendous dude Superman's you don't like, like it too much. I dude, thought it was all right. Superman's like murdering hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people. I'm pretty sure he, instead of taking a, a hit from Zod's lasers, he allows a bunch of like Kryptonian babies to die because they're like That's fighting inside funny. the ship and there's all these pods. And I'm pretty sure the pods have like children in them. Uh, there's some like physics issues in that. Like, oh, dude, it is. It's a night. It's a nightmare of a movie. That maybe again, I always talk about how like one of these days we need to go back to some of this stuff and do some like like some frame like frame by frame stuff yeah. for them to like just show some of this stuff that a lot of a lot of people miss um, because you you look at the spectacle you look at certain things about it that you the like hype. yeah and then you miss everything that's kind of underlying those those movies I will probably never do it for that for the Snyder cut because I don't think I could ever sit through it again but no I'm not yeah man about that. I the whole that Lord movie of the ain't Rings. worth four hours. I'm sorry. I don't care what y'all think about Zack Snyder. <laughs> that movie is not worth me watching it for four hours. His insane slow mo. Still better than um the yes. Well, and also he did what was the 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 one that was the Dawn of the Dead movie that came out recently. Um, oh, you know, oh what I, man, with uh, with Dave Batista. Batista in it. Yeah, that that man, was if you want to set it. Uh, army army of the dead army of the dead that's yep. it okay yeah but yeah so i mean that's really about all i had i mean hopefully with the rings of power they can oh, do something a lot better than this last season i mean hey we'll watch it because it does great numbers for us so it, it's true yeah <laughs> um yeah it's it's bad and next week, I think our plan is to, just so y'all know, is to review Wakanda Forever when it comes out. Oh, man. Now that you've said it, I actually have to go watch it. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's the hope, tentatively, is to, oh, is to do, do Wakanda have, Forever. How about that? Do I have... Well, I don't have it up. Dang it. I'm, I live in the middle of nowhere, so it, well, really, it's, gonna, it's more depending on if I it's gonna can go and see it. It's going to play. At whatever theater you're at there's no way it's not going to yeah but the theater here is uh is odd here. i'll just say that where is my but yeah i was gonna play that clip we can close it out with this clip <laughs> see if i can find it uh... <laughs> wakanda forever Paid for by Kamala Harris. It's <laughs> uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for episode 119 of The Underground. Thank you all so much for showing up. For those of you in the chat, I'll stick around, uh, or Joseph, Joseph might stick around too, depending on if he says to go to the bathroom again. But uh, we'll stick around and talk with you guys for a little bit if you want to chat. Um, but that'll be the end of the podcast episode. Joseph, is there anything else you'd like to say before we end this? Don't forget to go to our direct.me link. Donate to the show. All we're asking for is at least a dollar. Is it is 
our content worth a dollar to you or is it worth you know going to the movies going to see wakanda forever going to see oh no um, another <laughs> a fantastic a fantastic beast and and we're not to find them you know harry pooter uh, the rings of power our content's definitely better than the rings of power uh so what is and, and on a sincere note what is our content worth to you five one dollar five dollars fifty dollars um you decide let us know and don't forget to download and share our content all right and until next week y'all take it easy politics ruins everything being patient with them i try to but you got room temperature iq, IQ. expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe y'all tripping on truth when we call it out because y'all people as goofy as i'll get out if y'all with them and not with you i'd sit out because every rapper's on the list now mad at a pitch count flowing heaters like my soul's beat up no people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book and i'm hoping to open doors and i got foes and such but i know that i'll be opposing to the goal i must start attacking ain't lacking my brains lashed in same way that i game is the same way of the back end all the pain that i break up is like the bang to the batman i'm back cracking whack trends claiming they rap bands and backtracking give a crap about the what's his face only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at subway and y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate and you are a disaster and this can only go one way and you're steady flashing guns in your music viz and i know you do it for the fun but what you doing is abusing every rule of course you can use it quick you're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co-chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient, opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, all you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in all cause the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with Cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing Surrounded by a bunch of brainless Your aim is yet all the same shame Cause you ain't slick afraid to relate other things Cause you nameless, tainted, weak, empathetic You epitomize, epitomize. politic ties Cause you scared to be criticized 